The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. With all of winter's wonder, there is so much you could miss. So Disney Plus presents Mickey's Winter Checklist. Winter fun is about to begin! First on the list is playing in the snow. Harmless, right? No. Next, a cabin retreat with you and yours. Nothing beats vacation besides an avalanche, of course. Third on the list, you must become an ice skater. A romantic winter treat, a charming little icebreaker. And if you've got the time to add it to your list, ski the slopes and wear a coat and ride a fish. I give up. And there you have it. A winter list that's sure to be both silly and chilly, courtesy of Mickey and Minnie. It's all part of the magic. We're gonna have so much fun! The Wonderful Winter of Mickey Mouse, only on Disney+. Plus. Hello and welcome to the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler Deroshay. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom, we have Matt Lavouser. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the one and only original country podcast, Jamboree. And joining us for the very first time here on the podcast, you know him from the Twitter feed, at Levittman1, all the way from my hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Levitt. I know this is probably your first podcast, and it's mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First of all, I want to apologize to everyone for this episode being so ungodly late. Uh, We were supposed to record this a week ago, and then I got sick, and other stuff got in the way, and then we weren't able to record until um, literally a week after we were supposed to originally record. Um, And as a result, we had a couple people that couldn't make it. Uh, due to scheduling, but I needed to get this recorded. Uh, so that's why we only have two guests on this episode. I'm also going to try to get the next episode recorded. Oh no! Matt, what happened? Did he go to the same Black Void that Tony did? Apparently. Wow, it's getting everyone. I'm, I'm caught in the middle of a powerful snowstorm and a, power, and a tree must have fallen on a power line. Matt, I'm going to dub in the sound of Mario dying when your internet cut out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a meme now. Um, so today, of course, we are here to talk about the um, special that came out last year, The Wonderful Winter of Mickey Mouse, which I had every intention of covering those when they came out last year, and then the time just got away from me and I never got around to it. Until now! So, um... Matt, I know I've had you on to talk about um, one of the Mickey specials. I think it was wasn't it the Halloween special? Yes, uh, I yeah I brought I, I brought I brought up talking about the scariest story ever uh, two years ago, and uh, yes. I I you know I even suggested we do Duck the Halls for that particular season, but we never got around to it. Yeah, so on for, the schedule for this year, so yeah. we're planning on doing it. Yes, better late than never. Um, uh, Chris, what is your connection to the Paul Rudish Mickey? Well. This is going to show how old I am. Um, I actually remember when the when the shorts first came out in like 2013, 
I do too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I just remember thinking that they were just so wacky, so creative, so funny, so unlike what I've seen from Mickey before. Because I guess before that, I just thought Mickey was just this old cartoon character that was enjoyable, of course, but at that point he was just doing either uh, kids' educational preschool shows or crossovers like House, House of Mouse or Kingdom Hearts or I guess Epic Mickey's to me is kind of a crossover. Well, yeah, and that was a part of the big effort that they made to sort of bring Mickey back and make him an actual character again that was really spearheaded by Bob Iger. It was really his idea to be mm. like, look, we've noticed that people don't connect with Mickey anymore as a character. They just see him as a mascot. He's a representation of commerce, and we don't want that. There's a really great documentary that actually came out um, last year called Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. That kind of details all of that, and it's really, really well done. And, yeah, Bob Iger was a huge champion of that, of trying to bring Mickey back to something resembling what he was back in the day when he was actually allowed to be a character that wasn't so sanitized and safe. And I just, I love it so much. Because it gave us things like Get a Horse and Epic Mickey and the Paul Rudish Mickey shorts in all their glory. It's great. And yet, for some reason, they still will try to act like Runaway Brain doesn't exist. I don't understand that. Yeah, that is that is so weird. I remember watching that. Oh, we're in a shorts that are way weirder than Runaway Brain. Come on. But is it literally just because it was Wayne Allwine playing Mickey instead of Christy Metopolis? Is that it? It doesn't make any sense. It's really good. Like, the animation is insane. It's so good. Exactly. Uh, they should just remake it as a Paul Rudish short, honestly. <laughs> that, that would be great, honest, yeah. honestly. Um, so, of course, after doing a whole new set of Mickey shorts, just the standard ones, basically, for um, Disney+, Plus, they decided, hey, why don't we do some seasonal specials? Because, um, obviously, they've done a Halloween special and a Christmas special, but this is different because these are based on the season, so not so much Christmas as winter, so not so much... December as January and February, basically, when um, it's snowing outside and you have to shovel your driveway. Uh, but in theory, there's something a little a, a little magical about that. And this special really leans into that. Oh, wait, but I can't just say, like, you know, I'm, uh, as I was watching this for the first time, which I did earlier today, I'm, uh, um, I noticed, like, you know, the way the, the the shot is framed, like you know, the branch and the you know the ice on it and everything, I'm wondering if that's supposed to be an homage to like I'm a, uh, you know, near the end of near the end of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They have like that little text wall saying like you know, so she you know she was so beautiful even in death that they could not bury her. You know, it's, it's that part. You know, it shows the branch changing through the seasons. I'm wondering if that was supposed to be an homage to that. I didn't even notice that. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I love one of the things I love about the rudish Mickey Mouse shorts is that they always go for like the deepest cuts when it comes to referencing Disney. They really do. Right, right. We see plenty of that in this special, obviously. 
Also, can I just say that, that that opening narration was a crock of bullshit? Yeah, the opening narration, like, you know, talking about the magic of snow, like, you know. Say as you're dealing with an insane winter storm. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know, yeah, but I, I don't know, uh, I, I, how much, honestly, how much did I miss when we lo briefly lost the power? Not much. We Actually, we were mainly just riffing on the fact that you, you lost power or something and lost your internet, just like, uh, just like what happened to, to Tony when he was trying to do the Yule Log. Yeah, escape from Walt Disney episode. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so anyway, it was like nuts that episode. Yeah, so Alpha so the has not appeared on this podcast yet. Neither yeah. has the ghost of Gilbert Gottfried. Thank goodness? Like, question mark. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, like you know, so essentially, like, you know, it's just talking about the magic of snow and how wonderful it is. And the entire time, I could just hear Kermit the Frog in the back of my mind, like you know. You know, it's amazing. You are 100% wrong. I mean, nothing you've said has been right. in the background. Oh, look, it's the Matterhorn. Hi, Matterhorn. Yeah, I, I saw the Matterhorn, too. Oh, okay. like, particularly and in between the first segment and the, and the second segment. When I was talking about uh, how the, we, like, we see the inside of the cave and all the glistening... Crystals that kind of reminded me of Matterhorn, at least before the the big refurb. You know, it occurs to me that any yeah. one of the artists boarding on this show can drive from Glendale to Disneyland very easily. Just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do some research. I'll be back." Oh, and, uh, yeah. oh, and uh, speaking of theme park references, was anyone else getting like big Small World vibes from the Snow Factory? This is the airiest, oh, yeah. blariest factory I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I was taking drinks of water from a water fountain to make snowflake juice. Um, later we see, well, there's, uh, there's flying elephants, which are very uh, reminiscent of the, the elephants in Small World. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that a pink elephant? Oh god, those guys are drunk again, aren't they? Whee! When are you gonna admit you have a problem? You're the one with a problem, fat ass. You're killing yourselves! You're hurting all your friends! When are you gonna finally... And Dumbo just swallowed Timothy. So, we see how these snowflakes get made. The, these droplets of water literally get, like, punched down and then cut with scissors to make these precise snowflakes. And... Of course, at first we think uh, Mickey is one of these snowflake makers, but he's actually a janitor, which, hey, that sounds familiar. When have we seen him be like a, a, a janitor before, before he gets into shenanigans? Oh, wait, multiple times. Uh, I figure this is kind of a similar scenario where he messes with stuff he's not supposed to and causes chaos. Uh, only this time, uh, Yen the Yentid equivalent sounds like John Ratzenberger. Yes. It it's not John Ratzenberger, but it sounds just like him. They need a wet floor sign. And... Mickey actually does a really good job of cleaning up, but then, of course, it's quitting time, and he can't help himself and messes with the machine. And at yeah. first, like, at first, he does make succeed in making a beautiful snowflake. He's like, oh, snowflake, I'll cherish you forever! 
And then all of a sudden, a giant spiked ice ball appears out of the out of the ball, and he's like, "Nope, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." He just eats the the old snowflake away. <laughs> this giant ice ball that could flatten an entire city block if it dropped on someone. Yeah. Like, like they they really hammer it home. This thing would kill people if it actually landed. Yep, all the baby parades and uh, kittens. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, oh my oh. god! <laughs> I'm going back to the to the Yinsid. Snowflakes with their baby parades and their kitten. I'm going back to the. Uh, the the Yensid got equivalent. Am I the only one that caught that Mickey said, aye, aye, Captain? <laughs> I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh. Although sometimes my brain is like, good, in you go. It's, it's like, no, it's, that's that, that was just the motion ride. That was one time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had a weird childhood. Anyway, <laughs> I saw that a lot. That that one motion ride, I I saw that a lot. Right, the Adventure Dome. Yes, the Adventure Dome. See, Chris knows what I'm talking about. So yeah, basically, Mickey breaks the thing of snowflake juice, and it makes way way too much. Um, and like like like. Like we said, it makes that perfect snowball, and then it also makes this giant ice ball. Basically a big spike ball. Literally from, like a... Uh, like one of those big spike balls from Mario or something. Isn't that like a mace? Yeah, like a mace. Yeah, or a landmine. Or a mace. Or, or, or a mine. Or a mine, yeah. They even do like a bit where the mine goes crawling through a land of balloons. And I could, yeah. all I could think was like, all I could think was though, like, you know, mind your distance though. Those balloons could be a bit dodgy. You wouldn't want one of them to pop. <laughs> Try playing keep keep you up with one of those. What ow? What ow? What ow? <laughs> did, uh, did I make that a little purpose, too fun? And of course, the whole purpose of having the balloons is the 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 claps create thunder. And the balloons create static, which in turn create, which in turn creates lightning. Yep. There's this fuzzy creature that rubs the balloons on it and causes static. I thought that was clever, especially the, the part where Mickey's like, "Where was the thunder?" and it, and it just claps him in the face. And then the bridge is literally Rainbow Road. Yep. That one. That one level everyone hates. It's called a road, it's called the Rainbow Road. It is the road that you go. <laughs> well, I'm going to cut to Centaur World. Um, speaking of which, nobody is talking about Kif, and I'm excited for that, so. Because the same person who plays Horse, uh, Kimoko Glenn is also playing Kiff, so I'm very excited for that. And I need to go finish watching Centaur World. And you should too. Centaur World is very good. I'm saying that to everyone. Everyone should go watch Centaur World. Um, and finally, Mickey gets um, frozen to the 
the snowflake as he tries to stop it from falling. And then... Basically, yeah. it falls, and he's unable to stop it because... Um, it falls because... It falls because... Uh, <laughs> the one cloud was like... The cloud starts crying. <laughs> and then, of course, the pink elephant shows up. Yeah, and I love that pink elephant. Oh, they're there. We need a plushie of this pink elephant. Yes, I want to snuggle it. Don't there, cry. Okay. I mean, I got so many okay. plushies already. What's another one? <laughs> and, uh, was anyone else expect when when Mickey kisses that ice spiked ice ball when he retrieves it? Was anyone expecting his tongue to stick to it? Yeah. I triple dog dare you. Oh, it's raining now. It's raining outside. And he finally resolves to destroy the snowflake by whatever means necessary. Yeah, like first he he tries to use the thunderclaps, then he tries electricity. And while, all the while, there's we see the uh, the baby parade down below in the town. We all just won the lottery. I'm like, you are all about to get taxed to death. Uh, I love how overly overly cutesy they made that town. Yes, it's it's just like you know, what's the best way to you know you know it's like you know it's baby almost parade. like you know, there's it's it's so cutesy you're almost like. You're kind of, you know, it's so cutesy that you kind of want the ice ball to destroy it and crush all their cutesiness. That's it's the like, wrecking you know, ball that hit Toontown. Yeah. Oh, God. Will Toontown, when Toontown reopens fully, will they have baby parades and kitties everywhere? They should. Well, I mean, technically, I, I mean, I'm... I, uh, I know the Magic Kingdom used to have that family fun day parade, which featured like a whole b- brigade of strollers and everything. So maybe they could just bring that back and put it in Disneyland. Yeah, why not? <laughs> get get them uh, all the way from Baby Care for five seconds. <laughs> but I like Baby Care. Baby Care is fun. Um, I'm actually one of the, I'm probably one of the few people in the Emporium that actually likes doing Baby Care. But I'm like, you Wait. you get the chill. There's cute babies, and they're they're always playing Alice in Wonderland. Like it's pretty sweet. Wait, wait. Emporium workers sometimes work shifts at Baby Care Center. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not know it's that. just a little store, basically, because like you've obviously got the place where people can sit. You've got a little pharmacy where people can buy stuff, which is one of the main things we do. The other thing we do is we change the the papers and wipe the tables down. It's pretty easy. Huh. I forget. Is the Emporium also where you can meet? Tinkerbell and and uh, Mickey. Where is the big gift shop? Uh, uh, uh never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, you're thinking of the Town Square Theater, which is kind of catty corner from the Emporium. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, it's it's been a hot second since I've been to. Florida. Yeah, yeah. The Emporium, the Emporium is the big gift shop right as you enter the park on the uh, on the left hand side of the main part of Main Street. Right, right past like the fires. So the whole thing ends with Mickey destroying the snowflake that he's created. And that is one strong. Can I just say that is one strong mop uh, handle 
Yeah! Nothing else works, and then finally the mop handle does. Must be Disney magic. Must be Disney magic! <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. And he thinks he's going to get in trouble for destroying basically the entire he he gets a promotion, but they're like, okay, but first you gotta clean up the mess you made. He's like, okay, yeah, I captain. Right. And of course, there's snow down in the town now. And once again, I can hear him back complaining about the narration. Well, this one, this one's probably, the next story's probably more apt to what it's like to, to have the winter up here. Yeah. Because uh, the next Especially one is... Especially tonight, let me tell you that. Yeah, all all three of them get stuck in this horrible cabin. Is is like they were, like Mickey, Goofy, and Donald were just trying to have like a nice little vacation with like skiing, and snowboarding, and a hot tub. This is what happens when you book a Verbo without verified reviews. <laughs> yep. There's ghost bugs all over the place. Right on Skull Mountain. Skull. Oh. Well, you know, at least Melvin, Buff, and Max were able to move in elsewhere when uh, Winnie the Pooh kicked him out of Country Bears out of Disneyland. Yes. Well, what are you talking about? The 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 head mounts are are still there. Like you just have to look behind you when you're going past the the Heffalumps and Woozles part. We got. We don't have that. We have the. We have the D dead, Mister Toads, Toad Hall. <laughs> we still have country bears in Florida, thankfully. It's a trade off. We have country bears. You guys have Mister Toad in in California. Protest. They always staged full protests in the parks to about Mister Toad, which is something that they couldn't even. The far right chuds couldn't even do that for Splash Mountain. <laughs> hey. I think security was a lot more on this. Like, no, you can't do that. Wait. I just remember watching, I think it was Justin Scard's video about Splash Mountain closing. It was just a lot of, it was just a lot of good positive vibes. The most I expected things to be really bad, and I'm glad that they weren't. Right. I was, I was expecting a whole January 6th nightmare again. I think the thing that's easy to forget is that a lot of the people that are the ones that are really vocal about it also probably don't have the means to actually go to the parks right. and or don't actually care that much. Right. It's just like... I know I know. one of the far-right chuds did say, did did was openly calling for them to go full-on one six about this on Twitter. God. So... Well, I'm glad but, nobody listened to them, and it is still open in California for now, but it should be closing relatively soon. I don't know when. Yeah. But I don't even know if I'll bother to ride it if it's, if it's still open in California. I mean, I have so much other stuff I'm planning on doing while I'm in California. I'm probably not going to have time. I mean, I remember I the last time I rode it, I rode Splash Mountain was, I think, 20... No, not 20. It was 2022. I was there with my family. I think 
and uh, one of the one of the things I was I'm still kind of kicking myself after is not getting a plush of Bear Bear. I don't know if the gift shop is open though. Well, once that stuff was gone, it was just gone. Right. Now it's on eBay for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I I actually did I actually did get a chance to ride Splash Mountain for the last time when I was at Disney World back in this past December. It was it was fine. I can't wait for Tiana though. I think it's gonna kick so much ass. Very obviously in need of TLC and it's gonna get that. So Yep. Okay, so going back to the episode. Um so they get they get to the cabin and then um this whole archway of snow collapses in on them and they're snowed in at the cabin and they don't start singing true friends and family because that uh, was snowed in at the house of mouse. Well oh my god. They I can't did Mickey Mouse learn nothing from Yodelberg? Don't yell on the snow covered mountain. No, he didn't, because that was an alternate timeline tangent pocket universe version of Mickey. Wait, Yodelberg was like the the original set of Rudish shorts, so... I'm saying that was a different Mickey from this Mickey. Oh. These all take place, at least my theory would be, but these all take place in different universes. This timeline is confusing. Yeah, there is no timeline. It's Repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Okay, my favorite gag, I think, in this whole episode is Donald going to try to call for help, and then the line's cut, and he, it pans over to a, a pair of scissors made out of snow. He's like, the line's cut! <laughs> I love that, too. That was... That was my favorite gag, as well. That got a big laugh out of me. Insane, because, of course... I like a wild Mustang. I need to be free. <laughs> whenever, they, whenever, they have, whenever they have Goofy go nuts and just have Bill Farmer go nuts, that, it's always a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same thing with Hot Pop. Oh, plus, like, you know, can we just appreciate the Mickey and the Beanstalk reference with, like, you know, it's, it's Mickey and Donald and Goofy once again trying to make a meal out of one bean. But this time yeah. it's, like, frozen, in, frozen into the can. Wait, I got that too. And then the oh, table just turns to dust. Yeah. Board game but turns uh, to dust. It's a board game. Yeah, but at least but at least Donald didn't kill a, attempt to kill a cow this time around. Yeah, well, they didn't have a cow. They just had a bunch of raccoons. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, let's just sit around and... Later. Oh, I, I, I think I think they did. I think Disney actually beat SpongeBob at their own game with this time card gag because uh, they they never really do much funny stuff with the time cards. I think the only time they did something funny with the time cards in SpongeBob was the Wet Painters gag. You know, can you move it along? I'm all out of time cards. Uh-huh. But here it's like you know they actually they're actually adding on, building onto that. So with much like, later, the old narrator got tired of waiting, and they had to oh, hire yeah. a new one. Yeah, so that's yes, yeah, so, yeah. So it's like you know, it's like later, boom. Hours later, and it's like you know, I love that too. That is like that's like. Did you guys peak. see the SpongeBob SquarePants Rock Bottom Plunge Coaster parody that Coaster Studios did? No, 
That was perfect. That was just like basically that whole video was just an excuse to make like every SpongeBob reference possible, and it was great. Oh wait, let me guess. It's like, do they actually have? I'm just gonna spitball here, but is I'm just gonna predict what it is. Do do they have? Do they have time cards in the queue saying like you know you 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 are you are one hour away from the the loading area. You are two hours away from the loading area. It's in America, you usually wouldn't have to wait longer than like fifteen minutes for it, probably. Oh, but still, do they do a time card reference in the um uh, ride anywhere? No. Well, the way they do they, they do reference so much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one. Uh, as like they have a narrator and then the the they end up changing the narrator basically. So they do reference that one. Oh, but, but, but does it, the new... not, it's not a joke about queue lines because in this particular instance there wouldn't normally be a long queue line. Uh, but yeah, that whole video was great. Anyways, uh, everyone's going completely insane. Basically, Donald's getting driven crazy by the sound of Mickey's teeth chattering. Goofy gets haunted by the head mounts. Yeah, Goofy basically basically goes all. Uh, Goes all Ash Williams over here, getting freaked out by the 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 talking um, talking mountain animal heads, and then Mickey and Donald attempt to tunnel their way out, and it just ends up being a well, by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense kind of deal. I don't know. By all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Plus, like again, I gotta bring up the fact, like you know, Goofy imagines Mickey and Donald are about to kill him. It's like you know, we don't need access to dig our way out. That was a terrible Mickey, I'm sorry. <laughs> that whole digging out kind of uh, was also kind of Spongebob-esque. Like that one, I think what it was called, but the, that one episode where Patrick and Spongebob were digging underneath their their houses and Squidward's house sinks in. Only here it was like a short instead of a whole episode, so. And I love I love the bit with Goofy with the coat. Oh my god. Yeah, the whole fashion, fashion runway. And Mickey and Dotto are just like, that's not a code! Maybe that's my demented mind, but I kind of want to see that, that whole fashion, fashion show just with the raccoons instead of the coat. Oh, that was awesome. And then I, f- I forget how, but the, uh, the cabin starts sliding sliding like i think donald freaks out and the whole cabin starts sliding down the mountain yeah and then this turns into mickey's rv basically except all three of them know that they're in danger instead of just two of them i love that it's a wonderful chase sequence like such a classic mickey donald and goofy set up and it's so great i love how the avalanche of snow just is somehow in the gondola that then... <laughs> feels very similar to a short we talked about on uh, Stone at the House of Mouse. Where, like, the crack in the ice follows Donald. Or, uh, for whom the booth tolls. Yeah, you know, where yes. the. You know, where the, yeah. the well, that would probably be the more direct reference. Also, I love how the, the the I love how the avalanche suddenly became sentient, a sentient when Goofy insults it. Like it starts running towards him. Yeah, 
It's and like, plus, come I here, come back, you missed us. <laughs> Go, Vinny. I think Donald slaps him. <laughs> that is so, that's like a perfect slapstick gag, and they executed oh it God. perfectly. So good. I love this show. I don't want to be a party pooper, but uh, it's getting on us. Did <laughs> you? And Donald, of course, tries the hot tries um, to get the hot tub to stop it, but it en- that ends up just giving it a giant pointy spear. So like, oh, throw the hot tub at the avalanche! No, that didn't work. And Mickey tries to ski it away. It's so good. I love it. Oh my god. And then Goofy was acting totally tubular on the on the half pipe with the whole yes. on, with the whole nineties yeah. graphics kind of deal. Totally tubular. <laughs> I love it. I love this short. I love just how massive this half pipe half pipe looks when they're coming up to like, yeah, that's Avalanche has no chance. <laughs> it literally exploded when it crashed into the mountain. <laughs> Also, it kind of looks like, if you removed it from context, it looks like they're playing a Wii Sports game. And then they get trapped in their car at the end. Oh, hey, another fur coat! <laughs> oh, no! Goofy, no! I, I need a vacation from this vacation. And, of course, the car backfires, and they're back where they started. Yep. Isn't it? And then it's always the something. Last of the three shorts is about ice dancing, with Mickey and Minnie ice dancing, of course. Yeah, I remember. I wrote this down in my notes. The couple from Once Upon a Time, a uh, Winter Time. You, you mean Once Upon a Winter Time, right? Yeah, Once Upon a Winter Time from Melody Time. Uh, I thought that was a. That was a cute cameo. Yeah, and and during the narration, yeah, and during the narration, they do a visual reference to Fantasia with the um, uh, you know, the snowflakes making those uh tracks in the ice, those detailed tracks in the ice. Was it Fantasia? I thought it was making my music for a second. Nope the the images of the snowflakes dancing on the ice with the um, uh, making those unique tracks, like those unique tracks. That's the reference to the Nutcracker segment from Fantasia. Oh right, right. So, you guys, I'm, I'm going to make a very original statement that I don't think anybody has ever made before in the history of ever. Yeah. Mickey mm-hmm. and Minnie are really cute. Oh, they are. They are. They're so cute. Oh, my God. I love them. I love them. And, and they work together wonderfully in this segment. Yeah. To quote another Disney character, they're adorable and deserve all the happiness. Yes, they're adorable and deserve all the happiness. Granted, Lumity is still my OTP, but still. When are they going to start skating with Sonia Davis? That was a uh, Ghost and Molly McGee reference for those of you who aren't caught up on that show. I don't care if she's Christy Yamaguchi. <laughs> and there's this one, like, um, is that a Hug or a bulldog that's like a big fan of theirs, this little child. Yeah, the little girl. This little girl. Oh, and of course, Minnie is, uh, is, has her feet hurt, which, as someone currently taking dance classes, I can relate. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. And plus, like, I love the people, like, you know, where Mickey's just triumphantly crawling about their most successful ice skating routine. And, and Minnie, and Minnie, all, she's all smiles, but she's still like, my feet hurt. We need to do it again, but bigger. I don't know. I thought that was pretty magical. I think we're fine. And then, of course, Goofy shows up. Goofy's and they don't even know Goofy, probably because of this whole alternate timeline thing. Also, I love where Mickey and Minnie have to split up, and that there's a little part that breaks. I'm like, oh, they love each other so much, they can't stand being apart for even, like, five seconds. Mm. They love each other so much. This one, this one was just a whole, like, series of Goofy-esque gags. Quite literally. Like, blown away, too. Like, oh my god, it's so funny. Once he gets the thermos back, he, like, takes a step and immediately starts tumbling down the ice again. I'm like, yeah, that sounds all right. Yep. And plus, and... I, I love the bit where I'm all, like, <laughs> you know, where people I'm... over into explosions. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, I, I, you know, plus, you know, anytime they allow Minnie, anytime they allow Minnie to be a little snarky, I love yeah. it. Because you're like, you know, when Mickey loses hope, like, you know, he caps off his little rant by saying, like, you know, on top of all that, my feet hurt. I've been saying that all day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I love how the show's like, you know, Minnie is not, although they love each other dearly, you know, Minnie is not afraid to sass Mickey when it needs to be. Right. Also, oh, the, the image of Mickey's realistic human foot. That is that is very cursed. Before we move on to the big finale of the episode, um, can I just say, what is it with Disney and parodying cheesy 80s power ballads these days? First we get Lost in the Woods, and now we get a shooting star. We've got a second chance at glory. We'll write a new end to our story. I know our passion So it's basically the same song. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's basically the same song. Because uh, um, it's a Vicar singing song. Of course it is. Yeah. You know, Christopher Willis, like, you know, he, you know, Christopher Willis, like, you know, he, he did the music for this song and, you know, if you the full version is on SoundCloud and you should listen to it because it's awesome, you know it's it's so deliciously cheesily awesome. They did a really good job nailing the head on the coffin for the parody. It's like it, it's almost like, um. And anyways, I mean, he even said like you know, in the hashtags of that comment, he even put Celine Dion and Tavo Bryson. So it's like you know they're clearly going for that you know you know Beauty and the Beast or a whole new world sound or even Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight with this uh, power ballad. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, uh, what was it? Uh, Michael Bolton, go to distance. Go to distance. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I love it. And plus, like, you know, it's it's probably the second funniest power ballad parody I've ever heard. First funniest being uh, "I Need a Nap," which is that song uh, Weird Al did with Kate Winslet of all people. 
mean, I, I mean, who knew that Kate Winslet could sing that beautifully? I mean, she should really do more singing roles. So, of course, they do one more routine this time. Um, having to deal with all the obstacles that have been created by Goofy basically capturing what is essentially a, uh, a tuna size or a, wh- a whale sized tuna. And destroying a bunch of the ice. Because, of course. Of course. But, you know, if you actually caught a tuna that big, you would be very rich. He, he done caught General Sherman. That's what he got. Again, also, it's just... Also, there was a cameo of the owl, I think, from Bambi. Yep, it, it is well, such a... Well, a cameo earlier, too. Yeah, oh, that's it is such a delicious, a, a deliciously fought-on parody of 80s power ballads, and I love it. It's so good. It's deliciously cheesy. It's like Taco Bell. It's deliciously cheesy. <laughs> and again, Mickey and Minnie are so cute, and their animation is so smooth. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they actually. I wonder so if they actually fluid. did like. I actually wonder if they did like a live action reference for um uh, t- for the figure skating. I wonder if they actually were able to just you know they probably did. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of research that goes into animating something like that. And of course, anytime I talk about figure skating, I have to reference you're giving up your dream. No, mom, I'm giving up your dream. Michelle Trachtenberg stars in Ice Princess. Premiering Saturday at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the sad thing is the executives thought it worked so well they gave it a theatrical run first. Yeah, that was yeah. a decom, but they gave it a theatrical run. Why? Yeah, go, yeah, go figure was the one that was a decom exclusive. Yeah, it was go figure that was a decom exclusive, and then Ice Princess was the one that got into theaters. And just from that one, and just from that one, one dialogue alone, I can tell it's probably the most cliche riddled ice skating film ever made. Yeah, <laughs> such a trope. You're giving up your dream. No, mom, I'm giving up your dream. The most cliche exchange in the history of the world. <laughs> and of course, everything ultimately works out for Mickey and Minnie. Everyone's thrilled with their ice skating. Um, that's the special. You know that that segment ends with a Grinch reference because you know they have like you know all the people surrounding the ice hole and they you know it's almost like the Who's surrounding like the the Who surrounding the giant star of Christmas that goes up into the sky. Yeah. Forest Well, I was honestly expecting them to sing that song almost. <laughs> Uh, overall, this was a very fun special. I love the Paul Redish Mickey shorts, of course. They're so good. Yeah, it was very... It was very nice, very funny, very creative, and... Just... Just great. Yes, I agree. No other words for it. I give it a solid Keep the Disney Plus. Keep the Disney Plus. It's a cross between... All at Disney Plus. Keep the tapes and Disney Plus. Yes, it's a wonderful. This is a wonderful, wonderful short, and 
Well, honestly, with this in mind, I can't wait to see um, uh, what the other three shorts in this season series of season-based um, uh, Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse episodes are going to be like, because I bet they're going to be I think they have just as incredible the next as well. one on the schedule for sometime in March, if I remember correctly. So, just you wait till you get to the to the summer one. That one is amazing. The summer one is beautifully chaotic. Yeah. Um. No, Wonderful Spring of Mickey Mouse is happening in May, which is a little late, but it's because that's the time I could slot it in. And then summer I have for July 4th, and fall I have in September. Which makes sense. And then we have Duck the Halls for Christmas, so it's coming coming all around. So we're covering five different sets of Mickey shorts this year. I can't wait. Or four Mickey shorts and another special. A lot of fun stuff happening on the podcast this year. I'm very excited. And thank you guys once again for joining me. Oh, no problem. And does anyone have anything they want to plug? Um, I am still... Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Itchy Lot Productions. And you can find me on Twitter at Itchy Lot Prods. I am still working on a vlog detailing um, you know, my thoughts on my most recent Walt Disney World trip. You know, mainly focusing on like, you know, all the new stuff I haven't seen and some other stuff that really caught my eye and everything. And, after, and once, once that comes out, I intend to do a... Celebrate, you know, since this year marks Disney's 100th anniversary, I am looking, I am hoping to start a series called Ranking the Magic, where I will go through every, all 62 animated films that have been produced during Disney's first 100 years in the business, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves from 1937, all the way up to the forthcoming Wish. And we'll, and I'm just going to do the tiered ranking system and we'll see which ones I like and which ones I loathe. So look for, look for all that coming soon to the YouTube channel, Itchy Lot Production. Uh, you can find, you can follow me on Twitter at Levitman One. That's L E A V I T T M A N One. I mostly just post inspiring quotes, retweets of other people's stuff. Occasionally, and occasionally I'll do memes or fan artwork. Speaking of which, I also post that artwork and memes on my. Deviant Art, which is the same username. If you're too young for Deviant Art, just don't. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, Chris the Levitt Man. There, I occasionally do videos on whatever I'm feeling like at the time, mostly just simple uh, compilations and stuff. In terms of Disney television animation stuff, I've done videos of uh, or videos on MWCA both versions DuckTales 2017 and The Owl House otherwise I've done other videos and compilations of basically just YouTubers I like such as Kid Icarus uh, Peanut Butter Gamer Tony Goldmark amongst others I don't really have much planned at least not as much as Matt, but if I feel like something comes to me, then I'll do it and I'll post it there. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. 
There you'll be able to find a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, which will be returning this year with my upcoming 41 Years of Epcot retrospective, as well as my upcoming Once Upon a Time retrospective. That's right, I'm going through the entire ABC series Once Upon a Time from start to finish. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it'll take, but I'm very excited for it. I've also got episodes of Chandler's Cross Country Adventure Vlogs. The Cedar Point video is still coming out at some point, and after that I'll have other videos about other parks I've visited. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Anchor, and select episodes of this podcast will also be available on YouTube. And if you want to help me out even more, you can also pledge to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you access to every episode of this podcast one day early, which will usually be Mondays instead of Tuesdays. We also have a PWCA Discord server you can join. Link to that will be on the PWCA Twitter. And be sure to join us next week when we talk about Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym.